Welcome to Business as an Adventure, a podcast dedicated to improving the businesses and lives of creative entrepreneurs. Together, we interview high-performing entrepreneurs and creatives from all over the world, explore what makes them and their business unique, and along the way, we uncover their secrets to help you craft your own adventure in the world of business. All right. So our guest today is Ferraristi, or as I heard, overheard his friend Gabe McClintock once introduce him as the Mexican monkey. Uh, he is hands down one of the kindest people I have ever met, not to mention one of the hardest working wedding photographers that I know. Uh, he lives in Monterey, Mexico with his wife and three kids, I think. Uh, I hope I got that right. And travels the world all over photographing weddings. Two close friends of mine got married a few years back here in Canada and hired Fair to be their wedding photographer. And I jumped on the chance to be his chauffeur for a few days so that I could hang out with him and get to know him a little better. Spending a few days in a car with Fair driving through the wine and mountain country in Kelowna, BC was a total highlight of my year. Don't tell Virginia and Evan, but like more of a highlight than their wedding. (laughs) And if you ever get a chance to sit down and have a conversation with him, I highly recommend it. We talked about music and movies and and everything. He's just a kind soul. As a photographer, he is, in my opinion, a visionary, uh, creating amazing works of art for his clients, pushing the boundaries of wedding photography and injecting an artfulness rarely seen in our industry. Uh, Not to mention, he created the term VizBonds, which I found out later on literally means visual boners to describe the work that he loves. So without further ado, let's get into the conversation with Fair. Thank you so much for being here with us today. Hey, guys. Now I'm changing it to BizGram, so it's like visual orgasms to be more (laughs) inclusive and more like, you know, more 2020. (laughs) No, I have a logo and everything, believe me. I'm not joking, dude. <laughs> can you can you make a sticker that has that on it? I will buy that sticker. <laughs> yeah, no, no. I, I'm gonna send you the, the logo to see it. Yeah, it's it's yes. beautiful. Yeah, <laughs> that's awesome. So, um, you you were talking a little bit just about about uh, Mexico before we started, and so I just want to start off in that regard, like. How would you say the market is in Mexico, not just during during COVID, but in general as a wedding photographer? And is it different than other places that you've worked in the world? Yeah, well, the thing about Mexico, it's like we have a, a variety of events. Like we have the full-on Catholic Mexican wedding. And, and those are like massive, like 300 to 400 guests. Everything goes just bananas. And, and, and that's how I started. And I was like, this is not for me, you know, like I think people weren't just being true to their, to themselves, you know, they were just getting married because mom and dad are paying the wedding. So they were just doing super traditional weddings. And then because Mexico, it's a super touristy place. We have the destination weddings inside Mexico. So we have a lot of resort weddings, all inclusive. And, and the trick is to hide the, the vanilla of, of them. And, and then we have the petite, crazy weddings that I love those as well but we have only it, it's a little bit of everything and like you can get married and pay a photographer like $200 for a full-on wedding or or you can go to to the big numbers as well so there there's a little universe for every kind of photographer here mm-hmm. it seems like there's so many great creators like, like Sitlali and, and Danny Aguilar and yourself like there's a lot of really really strong photographers that have come out of Mexico. It seems like there's places in the world like Southern California, Mexico, Australia's Gold Coast that build these artists. What, do you think that there's something in particular, a reason why great artists have come out of Mexico in the wedding world? Well, I think like back in the 40s and 50s, like it, it was the same on, on, on movies. 
you know, like uh, th there was this language created by the things that the universe gives us, like harsh light, you know, and if, if you go to other countries, a lot of photographers were afraid of that kind of light because they don't have it or or it wasn't related to wedding photography. And I think uh, like Sitlali, Danny, a, a few other photographers and I were, were the first wave of photographers who were there, like, let's try to do what the others are doing here. You know, because, because if we were doing like a, like a fancy wedding, I remember like people were flying other photographers from other countries and we were like, Hey, like we, we can be those guys. So, so we started to educate ourselves, uh, going to conventions, workshops, anything that we can get our hands on. And, and then we try to just emulate those formulas in Mexico. Mm -hmm. I love that you're using the word we. We decided that we wanted to be those people, right? Don't have, not having people flown in from other parts of the world. We see that a lot here in Hawaii. <laughs> mm -hmm. We're having a lot of mainland photographers, a lot of photographers um, from all over the world that they're flying into here. And I would, man, I would just love to see our community rise up and be like, no, no, like we're really good too. You should just hire local. You should just do that. So I think that's yeah. really great that you guys came together. Like I remember reading a, a beautiful book uh, that's called like Create or Die. And one really amazing sample, it's a, a chef from, from Peru. And this guy, he went to France. He studied with like the masters. And when he came back to his country, uh, he started to experiment with all the local ingredients. And after that, he, he called all the chefs like, Hey, and he said, Hey guys, let's make the Peruvian cuisine movement. And, and you know, like ceviche for, for a lot of people now, it's considered from Peru, but it's not. But these guys, Builded this industry, and and because this guy wasn't selfish, like the industry grew, and and I think we started the same thing in Mexico. We we wanted to do like, oh, these Mexicans are cuckoo because they're doing all these tools, or they're they're not used to second shooter or having six freaking assistants on a wedding. So so I think a movement it's gonna be always better than than just one little guy or one little girl. Yeah. I remember you said, uh, I sent a questionnaire out a few years ago asking photographers around the world the same 20 questions. And, and one of the questions that I had asked in there was, uh, you know, what do you think was something that you would tell yourself if you were starting again or tell a photographer that was starting? And you mentioned building a community of friends around the world who are all photographers because it helped you feel connected. And I thought it was a really, it was one of those answers that stuck out to me because a lot of people talked about you know, gear or a workshop or, or things like that. And for you, it was that community that meant so much. Can you expand on that a little bit and say why that community is important to you? Yeah, because I think as, as creators, we usually lack about uh, self-confidence. So like till, till this day, like uh, talking about Danny Aguilar, every day from the quarantine, uh, we go and have like a walk, like a, like a two to three hour walk every single morning. And we... Like the first like 15 minutes, we complain about everything and then, and then we grow about that. Mm -hmm. So, so I think as, as creators that a lot of times we're not like business savvy. We just want to create and, and, and be happy when we wake up and we're like, fuck yeah, man. I'm, I'm so honored that I can live out of a passion. It's so easy to, to, to get trapped. Like, oh, I'm not being creative enough or the new generations are better than me or whatever. So. If we not create this support system, uh, it's, it's harder. 
you know and 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 now at nowadays every time i travel to any country or city i know that i can get to a friend and i can get a beer with them and and it's not about oh i respect this guy it's it's about let's let's grow together when i started wedding photography here in mexico it was so hard to learn from the masters you know because they thought that they were unique or they were touched by this god and it's not like that like we have youtube now we have all these freaking channels that you can learn from free so i think a community is going to make you stronger and and you're going to feel the support when you're feeling down that happens every freaking week uh you're, you're going to have someone like hey man like i value your art i value your friend. let's keep pushing it that's you great. mentioned uh you mentioned not being business savvy because you just want to create right Mm-hmm. So at some point in our careers, I feel like we're all kind of faced with this. Okay, like we're creating, we're doing great, but now we got to make money doing what we do best. Uh, what did that transition look like for you? Like to be totally honest, I didn't grab a camera to to earn money. Mm-hmm. So I, I have always like followed my gut, and I know the consequences. So I think that. I was in in a how say in a in at the right time like in in era when wedding photographer photography in Mexico became aspirational hmm. and and I know that every year I know that it can be the last one you know because like uh, your your style can become now like the the old school as well so I'm a freaking lucky bastard so I have to be extremely grateful with with the universe, with with the friends, with the community, because I know this can end. And the thing that I can I want to leave my kids is like, dude, I don't want you to to be like a cog in the industry or just to be a human being making money. I want you to really enjoy freaking life because it it can end. Like two years, two weeks ago, one of the guys that I started photography with just just passed away. Like he was climbing and he just fell and he was like forty. You know, and it, that shit can happen. Like, so I, I don't want to have like $10,000 million in my bank account and just be unhappy. So, so for me, it has to be connected. The way I earn money, it, it, it's been like a consequence of, of, of my actions. It's, it's, it hasn't been my goal. So those connections, d- does that end up like leaning into? Like, do you get referrals? Do you do the, the photographers down there or around the world that you have made these connections with? Do you refer each other weddings and things like, is that part of your marketing plan is having these great relationships with people? Yeah, I think like the, the, the business part for me, it's, it's to see who has like the, how to say, who makes the decisions. And at least here in Mexico, like wedding planners are like the big bosses. Usually like the, the, the cool weddings. First, they get to the wedding planners, and the, then the wedding planners choose who who to give it gives to. Mm-hmm. And here in Mexico, it's commission based. Okay, in other parts of the world, I I know it's not like that. But it is for me, wedding, yeah, wedding planners, it, it's my sales force. So if they ask a, a cut of what I do, it's like, dude, please give it. I I'm so honored to give it to you because I'm not gonna do anything with that money, with that ten percent. No, I'm gonna spend it in stupid stuff you know (laughs) that's interesting because angie has been facing a similar thing with the growth of commissions and and whatnot on on maui angie i don't want to speak for you so if you want to expand on that a little bit 
Yeah, I mean, I'll keep it really, really brief, but essentially, you know, to, to work with larger planners, they expect at least 20% of mm-hmm. your bottom line. And um, it, it creates friction and tension mm-hmm. living in one of the most expensive places in the world or, mm-hmm. in the, you know, in the country, uh, at least. So, um, yeah, there, there have been there have been movements to push to push back on that and to do things on a more um, ethically based system. Yeah. But, uh, you know, change is slow and it's uncomfortable for folks. And it'll be really interesting to see how COVID affects this, honestly, because every, everybody's hurting. And I'm just I'm waiting for the desperation wave to hit mm. where yeah. people just start dropping their prices and just paying out coordinators like crazy just so they can get work to support their family. So it's going to be a really interesting year coming up. Yeah. Now, Mexico, it's one of the places that <laughs> Americans are actually allowed to visit right now there's like two Mm -hmm. places in the whole world (laughs) it's like mexico i think there's one place in the the caribbean and then Mm -hmm. i don't know i think i think i saw maybe like a place in the middle east oh boy (laughs) (laughs) wow that's it that's all that's the only places that we um that we can visit are you seeing an uptick in inquiries from americans because we're actually allowed to go there like about two weeks ago, uh, I I photographed a wedding of an American couple, but like the first wedding, the first date, sorry, was March, and then they postponed it, and then we did it uh, in August. So, mm-hmm. but it was already on the calendar. So I have received a few a few inquiries, but it's for 2021. Mm-hmm. Uh, but yeah, most of the weddings they 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 were postponed and even canceled as well. Wow. Yeah. Yeah. But, but like the, the percentage part of, of, of the industry for me, like I have a, a, a few friends who work on advertising and the, the only part of their team that can make like a bonus, it's, it's sales. You know, so, so for me, wedding planners or yeah, the wedding industry, it's, it's not wedding photography industry. It's, it's a wedding industry. So if I don't want to be like a master of SEO or CEO or, no SEO, sorry, and <laughs> and and the hashtags and the freaking WordPress versus Squarespace. I'm like, I prefer to pay and 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 to be safe and receive enough inquiries per year. Mm-hmm. Yeah, I mean, whatever works. It's it's interesting how in some markets, you know, like a, there's a photographer I know in Key West in Florida who's in a similar situation to Angie, where it's a really expensive place to live, and planners are starting to ask for commission and they're pushing back. But then there's other places where it's just it's the norm and people are fine with it and they go. But I find it it tends to have a little bit more to do with cost of living. And and fair, you can correct me where I'm wrong here because this is a rumor that I heard and I haven't heard it from your mouth. Um, uh-huh. But I had, I had heard that you know you're even when you shoot destination weddings, you tend to you know charge less than say a two man or a, or a Gabe McClintock or something like that because. Monterey is sort of like an easier place to live as far as cost of living goes. You don't need to charge as much. Is is that a true rumor? Definitely, definitely. And and I don't and, and I'm quite uh, insecure as well. Like comparing to these other two monsters of the industry, they they have the cojones to say, yeah, I'm worth this, you know. And and, and for me, it's it's like like the word enough. It's 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 magical because when I was growing up. Uh, I thought that it was like a bad thing to be like, how to say, to, to be a conformist. I don't know if, if that's a word yeah, uh, yeah. in English. Yeah. Yeah. In, in Mexico, that's like, no, no, no. You have to be like the top dog. You have, 
and and I always felt intimidated by by that feeling, you know, and 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 I want to sleep well, you know, I I want to have enough time to provide time of quality time for my family, and and I don't want to be the best in anything, you know, I just want to get like twelve weddings per year to have like decent earnings for me, and and even in my wildest dream, I will be charging what I have charged, and then at some point of my career. I changed my price and I lowered my prices because I was working with super fancy couples that weren't giving me freedom to create. So I, I, I'm happy with where I am. And I don't know. I, I'm not, I think, uh, how to say, um, stability, it's, it's overwhelming. It, it, it can be like, like you can become your job or your passion can become your nine to five. If you look everything in, in, in that, in that perspective. Mm. Yeah, I think I, I definitely agree with that. You said you said something at, at Canada Photo Convention the first time I ever saw you speak, probably 2012 or 2013, something like that. That has stuck with me ever since, even from a business perspective. You said, you know, as as a photographer, sometimes you get to be the artist and sometimes you're the prostitute, which you know may may or may not it may have been a mistranslation or something, but I, it's always sort of stuck in my mind of you know sometimes you just take the jobs and you get paid. But you're really hoping to always get the jobs where you get to have that trust with clients and create works of art. Is that something you yeah. believe? Yeah, it is. And, and, and I think as well, to be totally honest, it's about just playing with perception, right? Because like your, your, your portfolio and your social media, it's what, like 2% or, or less of the things that you photograph. Mm-hmm. So, so you're always trying to, to say, Hey guys, this is, I'm an expert of, of this. You know, and I don't know if, if we show too much, it's so easy to, to dilute our talent. So, so I always try to be extremely selective what the things I show. And, and then when, when the phone rings, I show them full weddings to see if we're still on the same track. Mm-hmm. Do you find that you turn away more couples than you end up photographing? Because of, you know, when you show them a full wedding, it, maybe you guys aren't aligned or maybe they're not a good fit for you. When when I have turned turned away couples, it's it's when I see that I don't know if I if I have a Skype consultation with them or or a Zoom consultation now and and I see that their 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 worries it's more like the brand of the dress and the brand of the shoes and I want to look the best and for for me like like aesthetic like like human aesthetic it's it's not a priority uh, so so when I see that for them it's it's more about looking like like a princess or like a Barbie, I, I suggest other photographers. Human aesthetics. <laughs> yeah, like, you know, like, a, like I, oh, I know this, exactly this, this side of my angle, you, you cannot oh. only photograph me from this side. And I'm like, oh, shoot, I, I don't want to be your photographer. Because there are amazing photographers who, who, who they're going to Photoshop you like eight hours per picture and you're going to look like, like Kim Kardashian, even if you're from another race, you know, and and I don't want to be that guy. Right, right. I've never heard it put that way before, but I think I might be adding that into my um, my dictionary. <laughs> <laughs> I don't specialize in human aesthetics. <laughs> no, but but you know, there, there's these kind of photographers who it's more like oh, chin chin up, like two centimeters. No, 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 less. No, four. And 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 they're gonna invest like two hours to create portraits and and flash them and use like all these things that are more like a from a commercial side of photography and they're like control freaks 
and, and it's beautiful and their work it's amazing. I'm not one of those. I, I prefer to be imperfect and, and treat something horsey and something that it's like, like a team effort, you know? Mm-hmm. When you approach a wedding, what is it what goes through your mind or what is it that you're hoping the day becomes or that the outcome is of that wedding day? Okay. I think I, I want to see everything with fresh eyes. Like, uh, I still remember the first time I, I took a, a one-on-one with a Sergio photographer. He, he always told us, like, like your, your vision is how people are going to remember things. Okay, so you have to imagine yourself that you're like an alien or something from outer space and you're going to be photographing this for the first time. So trying to be always curious. Because sometimes we can be, and, and, and sometimes I lack of that. Sometimes I think that I'm too self-aware. Like, oh, let's create something unique. And you're going to stop human interaction to make something that you think it's going to look beautiful. And, and I'm being more aware nowadays that my pictures lack of like human interaction a lot of times. And I'm, it's a sacrifice to, to create something that you have ambitioned. You know, so you, 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 you have to be able to say, okay, what percentage do I'm going to sacrifice to create my, my visual beast bones or whatever, you know? And then what percentage of the wedding I, I'm going to just let it go and try to create amazing memories for them. So it, it, it it's a lot, it, it's, I don't know, balance, it's hard to get, you know? I think I just photograph like crazy. And then when I'm in a computer, I, I try to choose a little bit of everything, but I don't know. I have a hard time describing my style. I think I, I prefer couples to, to put a tag on me instead of I am the artistic photographer. Like you might not be, you know, you, you might be the artistic photographer who doesn't use all these things. So there's a lot of classifications. So for me, a wedding, it's just an event, you know, I, I'm not a romantic guy. So I just try to capture a little bit of everything. And hopefully people are going to love my perspective on their event. Yeah. It's like weddings have the script and, and you bring the vision. Mm-hmm. So on your website, I think you have some of probably the best homepage text of any wedding photographer that I've seen out there. The way that you talk about trust and the way that you talk about visual legacy and the way that you talk about like all of these things that you it's it's almost you expect these things from your clients and you want them to expect these things of you what created the the what, or what got you to write that text and is it still true today as it was the day that you you first wrote it on your website cuz i i send your website to a lot of my my business coaching clients to say like this is how you can attract the right type of people to your work is just by being brutally honest and saying this is what i expect of you and this is what you can expect of me so what was the process behind that and and do you think that's still true today i think uh, acknowledging that pictures or beautiful pictures or crazy pictures weren't weren't just like enough i think that like creating this this brand that can be uh, super transparent to anyone who goes there i think it's it's key for me like I hate salesperson. Like I hate it. If I go to any store and one person, hey, welcome. I'm like, shut the fuck up. Uh, <laughs> if, if, if I'm inside this store, it's because I want to buy your stuff. I have made some research and I want to just get my things, you know? So my, my website is like that. It's like, okay, this, this is 
who I am and this is what you can expect you know and and then the next part it's like if I if I can support this guy's personality like be assumed I don't sell anything it's like okay have you read my website yeah have you seen my portfolio yes have you seen like my full weddings yes okay what can I do for you so so it it's to cover my ass and 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 that wasn't like acknowledging your weaknesses is extremely important. I don't know how to write, you know. So when I photograph a wedding uh, of a writer, and and we became friends, and I say, hey, you you see me, you saw me working. Please help me out to put on text what what you ambition and on your wedding. And this guy did the magic for me, mm. you know. And 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 nowadays I'm rebuilding my 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 website, and it's gonna be. Not not the opposite. Like the the first website was beautiful images. Here you go. And then the second one, it's the one that you're seeing. It's like I'm an artist. Uh, fuck you if you don't understand me. And now the next one, it's it's the opposite. It's gonna be more like I need your permission to create for you. Hmm. So I'm I'm gonna see if it's gonna work. I don't know. It's it's getting old and getting white hair. White hair. <laughs> So how does branding play a part in your business? Because I remember that first presentation I saw of yours back in the day, you had your, your, your logo over all of your slides and things. It seems like you've always had like a fairly cohesive, sorry, cohesive brand in your business. And so now as you're building this new website, is, is your branding going to change alongside that? Is that something that's important to you in the process? Yes, uh, everything's going to change again. Uh, I get bored pretty easily. And I'm a micro brand, you know, I, I, I'm not freaking Coca-Cola. I can change whatever I want. Uh, I'm obsessed with reading like, uh, like marketing books. And, and I know like you don't have to change everything. And I'm like, yeah, but I can be the exception. Fuck it. <laughs> so every two to five years, I change everything just to see, uh, to not get bored and to attract different kinds of, of couples. But but yeah, um, I'm obsessed with beautiful design. Like I spend a lot of time like like going to Dribble, you know that website. Mm-hmm. Yeah, I I love just spending hours there and seeing how people create. Uh, and I love reading like uh, biographies of creative people to see how many mistakes built uh, they 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 fucked in their career to see where they get. I think we. I have to be able to see that life has more than one opportunity. Uh, and I just try to push it to see how many I have. I like that. Well, it seems that you do have a good amount of diversification in your, and in, in things that you do. So you have, uh, you have workshops that you host, uh, probably not so much in 2020. <laughs> uh-huh. um, but then you've also worked with, you have your own Patreon and then you mm-hmm. have, You've worked with Develop to create yes. some presets. What did that look like for you, that transition? Mm-hmm. Or that maybe adding that to what it is that you do? It's been, it's been just not, not being afraid of saying yes. Like, I have never seen myself as, as a teacher, you know, as a mentor. But if you receive inquiries from other photographers, hey, I like your colors, I like your compositions, do you teach? I think it will be stupid of myself to say no, you know, because uh, I, I want to change the rules. It was hard and expensive for me to learn from others. So so I want to change that. So, hey, guys, 
this is this is how I do things, like go crazy, you know? And and like for the presets, I, I love these guys. I, I, I love Ken and Jeff because they they're these guys are like these are your presets and you can mix them with other creators. And that's an amazing tool that people can mix and match whatever they want. It's it's not to get like the fair look or the Sam look. It's like let's make let's mix Sam's and Fairs, you know? I, I, I love that liberty and that creative. So for me, it's just saying yes to see what happens. I, I'm not afraid of failure. I know that failure, it's, I'm not that high. So my, if I fall, it's, it's not going to be a huge fall. And I have trust in myself that I can rebuild whatever. You know, I have talent to create. Nowadays, it's my camera and it's wedding. But like in this quarantine, I have done like video work. I have done like commercial photography. I have done like food photography. There's a lot of opportunities and learning to contact ourselves as experts. I think it's, it's what's coming. Like you can see like streamers like doing YouTube and then going to Twitch and then selling, I don't know, sexy pictures, whatever, you know, like we have the talent and we have uh, the community to, to transcend beyond a, a gen, genre, genre, genre. I, I always, mm-hmm. oh, that's a hard word. <laughs> yes. Yeah, genre, genre. What has Patreon been like for you? Because there's not there's not too many people, at least in the in the wedding photography world. It's basically like you and Sam, I think, are are the two main ones that have have Patreons that have stood the test of time. What has that process been like? Creating the content for it and having that community who are looking up to you and looking for what you have to say. Okay. Well, for for me, teaching it, it's always it's it's never been like I'm the big boss. You can't come to my place. It's 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 the other way around. It's inviting people like, hey, if if this little Mexican can live out of a passion, so can you. So so for me, the teaching it's always been like that. Like it's showing a lot of the mistakes and failures. Like one of the most popular sections on the, on, on my Patreon, it's the fuck ups, because I show all the mistakes. And, and people can relate to them. So I think as, as a teacher or as a mentor, our responsibility is it's master. It's like being empowering people to, to be able that they can do it as well. You know, so, so Patreon, it's been an amazing community because I, I was in this um, interrogation to, to, to do it in Spanish or English. And no one was doing it in Spanish. So I say, I want to support my community. So I added English subtitles, but everything's in Spanish. You know, mm. it's, 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 and, and I know that piracy is huge and all that stuff, but it, it's just like, Hey guys, for freaking $5 a month, you, 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 you're going to have all the secrets. And if you're wise enough, you can go to YouTube and you're going to receive everything for free as well. So it's just like a, another possibility. And I don't want to be steady. I, I like to be creating things. So I, I, I don't need two out, two, two days free to just like, I don't know, scratch my head, you know, or to go to the beach. I'm a hyperactive guy. So I want to keep creating. So you talk about your favorite, <laughs> your favorite, or the, the crowd favorite of your Patreon uh, being mm-hmm. fuck ups. Mm-hmm. I really, I, I love that you call it fuck ups first and foremost. <laughs> Second, mm-hmm. I also love that, uh, you know, you, you're not you're not afraid of showing vulnerability to 
people who are following you. I, I think that's so refreshing because there's so many educators and content creators out there who are just like, nope, I'm just perfect and I've just done everything perfect and then this is the way it works. So it's yeah. really, really refreshing. Uh, but going back to failures, what would you say in a business sense, what has mm-hmm. been your biggest failure that you've had or your favorite failure? Well, I think like the biggest one, it's like thinking extremely small for, for a long time. You know, like uh, I, I don't know if it's like a Latin American gene or something that we saw that we see life as we only have one chance. If, if you if you fail, you're done. You're going to be like the drunk uncle who no one cares about, you know? <laughs> so, yes, really, like like learning how to think globally, it, it, it has been like my, my, my biggest effort, but also my, my, my biggest surprise, like, you know, to, to challenge myself. Like, for example, when I went to, to, to Canada for, for a convention or for, for, or for a wedding, I, I never, I, I want to pinch myself. You know, like really, I'm I'm here. I'm I'm with all these guys that I was a big fan of them, and and with some of them I have became become friends. Like it feels like a dream. So like even my 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 branding and all that stuff represents that I that I'm a dreamer, but always with the feet on the ground. You know, uh, so so I think that's I don't know that that can be uh, contagious. You know, when when you show vulnerability, it's like hey. Like, I remember, like, reading all these marketing books, like, you have to be, like, the fake it till you make it thing. And I'm like, fuck, I can't do that, you know? I, I, I'm not going to wear, like, Versace's jeans and, like, comb my hair in this fancy way and talk, like, very politely, you know? Like, Fabio, you know? I'm, <laughs> I'm not that guy, you know? And, and I remember, like, thinking that success meant that. And I was like, dude, that's, I'm never going to get there. So I think the, the first thing that I was uh, lucky enough to get is to build in my own uh, concept of success. I think that was the thing that changed everything for me. Because frustration, it can kill you. You know, like when I was looking at other photographers' um, websites and seeing that they were photographing in these beautiful countries and I wasn't, I felt... Oh, like, come on, I'm, I'm, I'm good enough. And, and I was always comparing myself. Mm-hmm. But now when I'm like, dude, I have to create my, my own league and I have to create friendships instead of competition uh, and learn and listen. I, I prefer to listen than, 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 than to, than to speak, to be totally honest. When I'm on the spotlight, I'm like, yeah, oh, here we go. But like when, when I have conversations, I prefer to ask questions. Because I know that I can grow. If if I become a monologue, it's so freaking boring. <laughs> I don't think I've ever been bored listening to you talk, Fair. I just want to put that out there. <laughs> no, but, but, but it becomes like a conversation, yeah. right? It's not like I'm not going to keep interrupting you. I, I truly want to listen to you. Like, okay, cool. I have never seen that, that movie or ha- I haven't heard that perspective in this subject. So... I prefer that. Yeah. Yeah, I completely agree with that. You talked about your building your own concept of success. How did that come about and how does your wife play into that? Because if you look at your website currently and you look, go to your about section, your about section is almost entirely about your wife and your family and and how much they mean to you. So, 
how did they play into building this own concept of success for yourself? Yes. Well, uh, since we started dating, we created this bond or, or this promise or this pact, like, uh, before being a wedding photographer and, and before she was being like a fitness trainer, we, we made this, this bond or this promise to, to try to be like, try to find happiness first. And then if we were lucky enough, uh, like the business will grow uh, like together. You know, because I think a lot of people want to be super busy all the time and you're always going to pay a price. So I don't know. I I have been always fighting with money. I I have seen so many people with so much money unhappy, you know, and and I don't know till this day. And my wife is talking about me. If go to a fancy restaurant, I'm I'm uncomfortable, to be totally honest. I, I, I. I feel like uh, alienated. Like this is this is not my people. Like come on. Like I need something else. I need to loosen up. Mm-hmm. So, so yeah. Like making peace with that. Like money doesn't represent happiness or doesn't re- doesn't represent success. So that's when when the enough. If you have enough, I think it's it's plenty. You know. I think it like uh, when you're like um, how to say um, ambitious. But like in a in a overboard way, uh, you're gonna lose yourself. And I have seen a lot of that in this industry. A lot of uh, like couples just broken because the wedding photographer who is a rock star, being like playing with the ladies per se, you know. And it's like, dude, you're a fucking wedding photographer. You're not a rock star, dude. You know. And 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 like I have seen that, and I'm like, dude, like that. That's not cool, you know. So. I don't know. I like a simple life and I like being home and I like traveling and making connections. And when I travel, I don't, I don't travel. I just make connections with people. I don't go to, I go to local pubs instead of, instead of going to like postcards. Yeah. I I learned through, through Evan when he and Virginia went down and, and shot with you in Monterey that your wife is apparently this like massive Instagram star has this whole like fitness thing. How, how has, how has her growth impacted you and vice versa having these two sort of similar, but different businesses that are, are built, you know, kind of through an online presence and then with an in-person aspect. Yeah. Well, like it's the same, like trying to see the opportunities. Like uh, my, my wife, she started teaching like a, a, at a gym here. And that, that, that gym grew. And then back then we started to have like a little bit of issues here with violence. Like people were afraid of going outside their houses, like before sunrise. So because of that problem, she started to, to do everything online. So a, a, a bad situation became a huge opportunity for her. And I struggled at the beginning because she was more like showing her face, you know? And I was more like showing only my talent. And like back then, like we had like a, like a rough patch because I was, I wasn't like the macho alpha dude, but I was like, you don't have to show pictures of your coffee or, or your mugshot while you're taking your coffee, you know? <laughs> and, but she was offering a, a lifestyle and I was showing wedding pictures, you know? Mm-hmm. And then I remember like traveling to a different places in Mexico and we were like at the supermarket and then. This girl approached to us and she was like, Cece, that's her, her name. Like, thank you for what you do. And she started to cry, man. 
and 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 for me, Cece is doing something similar than I. Like she's showing like empowering women to be happy with their body. It's not about being like this fitness model with this beautiful stuff. Like you know, like like she shows her like bird marks, and she's trying to say, hey, be okay with that. You know, th- those are marks of love. It's not go to a plastic surgery and and get be perfect. You know, so I think we have. She has taught me that. Like, if you love the things that that you do, people are going to follow. If you're honest and transparent, people are going to love it. Like, we have been doing, like, a few, like, Instagram live talks. And, and we were, like, super honest, like, talking about sex and, and parenting, that a lot of people romanticize parenting. And sometimes it sucks, man. <laughs> it really sucks big time. So I think people recognize that we are who we are and and that's that's been super powerful well and that way you don't have to make any excuses for yes who you are and what you stand for either which is freeing mm-hmm. um, so you know we talked to some some of our other guests about finding balance or um as daniel uh, said from the image salon finding harmony in family time versus work time you have three Young children. Mm-hmm. <laughs> I have I have one daughter who's three, and I'm already just like, how am I? And I'm you know I'm expecting my second right now. How the heck am I going to do this? Um, mm. h- how is finding balance or finding harmony? What does that look like for you guys? I don't believe in balance. I don't believe in harmony. It's just like a shit show, <laughs> and you have to do what you have with the time that you have, and that's it. I I never have like a harmonious like meditative day you know it's always like holy fuck here we go again you know <laughs> and it's like when when CC is working I take care of the kids and then we switch but it's never peaceful around here it's just like let's show our kids that peace it's overvalued <laughs> you know for us it's just like you have to become an octopus of things you know you have to okay like for me like I, I try to wake up quite early so so I can take it, uh, advantage of my work. And then when they wake up, okay, I become the dad and I do the, the, the food and the breakfast and teach whatever I have to teach. And then I give them the freaking tablet and then so I can work, you know? I, 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 we don't satanize technology in this house, mm. you know? So, yeah, it's it's do whatever you want with, with the talent and the time that you have. Uh, but yeah, we don't have an agenda. We don't have, okay, guys, this is how the day is going to look. It's just like, let's embrace chaos and let's see what happens. I love that. That's pretty much how I live my life. So I would get along well in your household. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> you talked a little bit earlier about stepping into the role of a mentor or a teacher. And I'm curious if you could talk a little bit about, has there, have there been people, and they don't have to be photographers, just uh, you know, authors or, or filmmakers or anybody who has been influential to you in terms of art or mindset or methodology or values as, as you've been you know, growing as a person? Mm-hmm. Yeah, well, the, the first ones that I really uh, remember, do you know uh, Robert Rodriguez? He's like a filmmaker. Yeah, yeah. Great filmmaker. Yeah, he... he... He has this this tiny little book, and I bought like maybe like fifteen or eighteen years ago. That it's called Rebel Without a Crew, <laughs> and he teaches you how he created this 
movie. It was like a college or like student movie with five thousand dollars, you know, and and how he earned that money, uh, like being like a human rat lab uh, experiment, really, and and how he uh, like got the camera and how he find all these things free. So it really stuck to me. Like if you want to do things, just don't forget about the excuses and just go and do them. And then the other one that really resonated with me, it's called like the Four Agreements uh, of uh, Miguel Ruiz. Mm. Yeah, th- that book as well, like hit me in the in the heart really beautifully. You know, like just to break your your own ideas and try to build your structure as, as a grown up. Not stop blaming your parents, stop blaming your past. You know, just like. You have what you have, what you need to to create something. Mm-hmm. Uh, I think those two are 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 like my my go to books. And then another one uh, about creativity. The name of the author is uh, Paul Arden, and he he has two books. It's like whatever whatever you uh, whatever you think think the opposite. I think it's the name of the book, and it it doesn't matter how how good you are, it's how good you want to be, mm. or something like that. I, I think those four books uh, are the foundation of, of my philosophy. So, you say it's not how good you are, it's how good you want to be. What, is the next, uh-huh. what does the next step look like for you? Are you totally cool cruising this wave that you're on right now? Or do you have other things that you're aspiring to? Like, I have never aspired to anything. I have only aspired to... To wake up with a freaking smile in my face. That's it. No. Nowadays it's it's wedding photographer and and teaching photographers, but I know that as a wedding photographer we have a an expiration date. You know the the energy is not gonna be the same when I'm fifty than when I started. So you have to learn how to transition uh, your talents into something else. One strategy that we have done it's like. Don't overspend, and that's it. So you're gonna have more money when you're older, you know. And it's it's very simple, very stupid, but we have that philosophy in our house. Like I remember, like the first seven years when we got married, we say we have to own our house. So for two years, I worked my ass off, like bonkers, like uh, like I saw my family maybe half a year, uh, for two years, uh. Because I wanted, to, we wanted to own this thing, you know, and now we we have it. So now we're paying like college because we don't know if our kids are going to college or we're paying these things when they're 18, they're going to have enough money to, to do whatever they can to build their talent. Maybe in the traditional school or maybe just going to a few different workshops, creative people and then starting from there like uh we love the can academy i don't know if you know about it yeah it's it's great online ed- education <laughs> yeah and and i think like i don't know if, if you spend like a few bucks with yeah masters or, or focus groups or masterminds and if you have been programming yourself to learn in a different non-traditional way you don't need a freaking college degree nowadays so I think I think I think we're gonna take that path, but who knows? <laughs> That's a golden nugget right there. Yeah. You do not need yeah. a college degree nowadays. Yeah. 
where someone um, gave me that back in my twenties. <laughs> yeah, I don't use I don't use mine anymore. <laughs> me neither. Yeah, yeah. Uh, but I, I don't know if if you have seen uh, the Hollywood Reporter. They have like roundtables. Yeah, uh, yeah. And and I remember like uh, like Spike Lee was like I went to film school because the gear was there. That's it. And now the gear you can have it. You know, for for so little money. Yeah. Yeah, you can just go out and get started and, and do I I think it's I mean such a great way to raise your kids is to just say whatever you want to do, pursue it and chase it. Um mm -hmm. because often as as you know, grown ups, as adults, we believe that we know better. Yeah. My, my dad talked me out of going to photography school and talked me into going into engineering school because he said you can't mm. make a career as a photographer and you know and now I do, and and he he's able to you know eat crow and say, yeah, no, you were right all along. But <laughs> I, I think it would be, I think there would be a lot more happy people on Earth who who were just say, you know, chase your dream, figure this thing out. And we're sort of in the age of of entrepreneurship and online business, and people can be you know millionaires streaming video games now, or or mm -hmm. doing any sorts of things, doing makeup tutorials on the internet. So. The, the world of our parents is definitely not the world we live in anymore. Yeah, I, I think the, the hard thing is to allow yourself to have free time to find your talents. So I think you have to dedicate your, your teens and your 20s to make tons of freaking mistakes and then have an idea of from there what you want to start doing. Like, because it's, it's unreal to say by 21, you have to have like a college degree and you have to start making money. That's maybe, maybe in the eighties was the right way to do it. But nowadays it's, it's, it's not safe. Like at least in Mexico, like if, if you are a doctor, like people can pay like $2 to have like a consultation. And back then was like 60 bucks, you know? So everything has become super affordable and super cheap and everything. So it's, it's not about, I want to become this to make this amount of money. It's like, I want to chase a dream. I had to make a lot of mistakes. Hopefully, I'm going to find what, what I love. And hopefully, I, I, can, I can find a way to monetize it. Mm -hmm. do, do you still take free time for yourself now to chase passions? Are there new things that come up that you're like, oh, I want to try that out? Oh, yeah. Like, I'm, I'm doing the Twitch thing now just to have fun and to, to, to keep talking with other photographers. And I'm just having a good time with them. Uh, like yesterday, we went with, with the kids outside and we have like a small pool and we just spent like four hours doing nothing, man, you know, and and watching like a movie at noon. Like, I, I love doing that stuff. You know, it's like if you pass away tomorrow, how, how you want to be remembered? I, I don't want to be, oh, my dad was always freaking busy, you know, ah, and ah, I don't want to be that. Yeah. Wow. You've answered everything that I wanted to ask you, Fair. No, so many good gold nuggets in here. I feel like um, I feel like you're so balanced in the way you're approaching things, and there's just such a humbleness about it that I love. And I feel like a lot of a lot of very successful photographers they're all about the um, the hustle, and it seems like mm -hmm. you have had enough time to reflect, and you're just like, that's just not the lifestyle for me. So I really appreciate that. Yeah. Yeah, but I think it depends on, on where you live uh, as well, no? And how comfortable you feel by, I don't know, by by not being on the lead as well. That's that's extremely important. 
like like for example nowadays a lot of people are inviting me to judge like their their photography contest whatever i say no to everything because i think that it's a fake reality you know like who's saying that you're like the top dog of this freaking industry you know and and that's uh it's i'm i'm done with that you know i'm i'm done with awards and chasing that rabbit it's like come on dude it's 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 an endless race so yes i think community it's always gonna give you something back and instead of oh i have this batch on my website it's like come on fuck that shit you know like make make connections make friendships uh ask people how they are feeling instead of can you give me something you know i think if if we connect in a human way uh we're gonna be happier as a species and, and we're gonna we're gonna have a lot of perspectives to to look around okay so You've you you are you have a tw- I didn't even know you had a Twitch channel. So where where can people find you on the internet to connect with you in that way to 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 join the fair community? It's just clicks by fair. And you've got your Patreon, which we'll put a link to in the show notes and things like that. Are, are there any socials that you're more active on, like Instagram or Facebook? Or are you are you done with all that? How's that going for you? Yeah, I, I do Instagram. For, for me, Instagram it's just about like showing potential. And, and and that's it. I have always hated like off camera lighting, like always. And and if I'm inside a studio, I, I just scream. But I'm I'm starting to play with that. Like uh, like the last picture, or or yeah, I think it's the last picture. It was like a like Cici and me wedding anniversary, and I posted this picture like that. I built a studio in house studio, and it was a good challenge. You know, that's fun. All right, so we ask everybody a final question. Actually, Angie asks everybody a final question, so I'll just let, I'll let Angie do it. <laughs> okay, so seeing as business as an adventure, what are your field notes or trail guide for your path to a clear destination or what you would tell people for their destination? I think that you don't have to, you're, for me, my aim, it's, it's not the destination. You know, if, if like trying to enjoy the process and trying to enjoy all the mistakes that that you're gonna fall to get to that destination it's it's what make our path amazing and learning to take the time to say hi to the strangers or hi to other peers i don't know for, for me that's the simple things in life has have given me more satisfaction than just chasing the huge money uh, carrot per se, you know. I think the adventure is what happens like in between, as, as John Lennon and all this wise person full of drugs are were doing it, and Viva Drugs as well. But <laughs> um, yeah, so yeah, I think we have been programmed in a big lie, so we have to learn how to reprogram ourselves. Agreed. Well, thank you so much for taking the time today to talk to us, Fair. It's it's always a joy to see you. I think I think that's it. Unless there's any any other nuggets you want to drop, I mean, I feel I feel like this has been like a master class in in living life better. Yeah. No, I think the the only thing that we can do like actively, it's one like the things that you're doing, like building stuff to help others. That's like like a bit, like a super bravo for you guys. And and the other thing that we have to do actively, it's consume 
amazing stuff and not shitty stuff. You know, there is no more excuses to keep watching like a soap opera or, or friend for the seventh time. You know, like, please, guys, like consume things that are going to make you think and are going to make you push other limits. What have you consumed lately that's wowed you? Uh, for me, I, I, the first time I read, uh, you know, uh, Patty Smith yep. and Robert Mapplethorpe, they have a book. It's called Just Kids. It's, it's an amazing book about how they found themselves as artists. And none of them thought that they were going to be like a, like, a, like a singer-songwriter and a photographer. They were just freaking lost. And, and they show you their path in this beautiful book. Okay. You've given yeah, me like four I, four new books to add to my list today, so this is great. <laughs> yeah, I love as well like like young young adult books. Uh, there's this guy called Patrick Ness. Uh, he he has a beautiful book. Like in the first chapter, uh, the the main character commits suicide, you know, and the book starts there. It's like what the, and and he has another one like like Moby Dick, but like seen on, on the perspective of the whales instead of the guys of, of, or the humans. Hmm. I love that. Like like twists of stories, you know? Yeah. Yeah. Awesome. You should make that part of your Patreon, just like things that you're you're consuming that are super interesting. <laughs> I, I always share, share that, like awesome. uh, inspiration from the outside. And if I find like a filmmaker that I love or movies or soundtracks, it's it's always there. Like, I'm a big fan of podcasts. Yeah. Same. Same. <laughs> Hence why we're doing one now. Yeah. <laughs> awesome. Perfect. Well, thanks, Farah. That was, that was a pleasure. Thank you so much. Thanks so much for tuning into our show today. You can find a transcript of this episode and all of our episodes, as well as our show notes at businessasanadventure.co slash podcast. You can find us on our Instagram at businessasanadventure. We'd also love to see you in our Facebook community where we provide weekly free education for our fellow adventurers. You can find the link in our show notes. And finally, if you want to get a weekly, not spammy email from us with our favorite things we've found in the business and creative world, you can sign up for our Field Note Fridays at businessasanadventure.co slash fieldnotes. 